From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Am I waiting for the hook on this one, too, or are we going to have to start singing it? I mean, it's your show. You do what you want to do. Is this just the instrumental version? Or no, is... this is the real thing. But they, this song's always, it's an intro violation. I don't think so, man. This is the bathroom break uh, violation here. We could probably go use the bathroom, come back, and it would still be playing. I'm telling you. Terrible. I'm telling you. It'd be a, a na- are you going to sing it for us, Vince? Ready to go. Uh, no. What? It is the final countdown, but no. You don't want me to sing it. Everybody will tune out, turn off the radio, and we'd be done. I mean, they're doing that right now anyway. <laughs> Come and on. they're dropping off the phones like crazy. Crack, I'm going to miss you, Slick. Crack <laughs> open that uh, that Italian tenor that you've got hidden deep inside of you, man. You know? He's no Exactly. The final countdown. Come on, you can do it. It is no, the uh, it is the uh, hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors, the very last show, and uh, the radio show, I should say, that's uh, happening here on the radio station, and uh, we appreciate everybody calling in and uh, wishing us the best and all that kind of good stuff, and it was just fortuitous that uh, Glenn Kenman happened to uh, text Bill George last night while he's killing turkeys in Pennsylvania, and uh, he and It text- was late. It was like 10 o'clock. I was watching the news, and I said, you know what? I was going to go fishing this morning. I said... <clears throat> Let me just see. I ain't I ain't been to the show in a long time. Let me text Bill and I'll catch a ride. Don't call me about my girlfriend or anything <laughs> like that. Got that intuition, I guess. You know, Bill. Uh, hey, how's up? your truck doing? I don't want to no, know. Don't tell me. Don't stay away from me. It's going to blow an engine. It was divine timing, man. It's magic, baby. Magic. I, I, I guess so. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that there, I think that there is. There's a, some sort of a weird star alignment thing that happened uh, at the beginning of the week. And. I got a text message uh, that kind of uh, set things in motion and sped yeah. things up and, and all this other stuff, and uh, it was really amazing, and uh, we'll see. Big Hands John, what's going on, my friend? Are you uh, playing today, or are you working? I'm doing a little of both, actually. Yeah, are no, you... Got uh, to mix it up. Are, are you going out to do any fishing or anything, taking a vet out? What are you doing? Uh, actually, I am going over to see a vet, take care of a little bit of business, and now I'm going to go out and do a little... Sighting in. I got a new rifle, so I want to get out there and scope it up, make Ooh. sure it's right. Well, I, I, as a little uh, kid on Christmas Day, I have to go and I have to look over your shoulder and go, what'd you get? 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 You're welcome. <laughs> what I actually it? got a uh, Savage 110 uh, 30-06 with the AccuTrigger. Accu okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice little guy. Bolt action. I needed a little short bolt action gun and savage makes a good rifle they yeah, really do that 110 has held up pretty good for uh many 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 years uh when glenn and i went out to uh shoot prairie dogs in wyoming i took my old uh, savage 110 bench rifle out there and it was extremely accurate and did a heck of a job on those uh prairie yeah, dogs. i still got the original i still got the original one i bought back in 1982 man bolt action nice, nice little rifle yeah, it's and wooden it's, stock and all that before they became composite stuff. But yeah, they're nice guns. I'm not going to give you my. I'm, you guys I'm moving not, on. Yeah, well, these these things. But happen. it's good, you know. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's I, exciting it's time. 
Don't change the subject. I'm talking about a gun here. I wanted to get more information on the gun. I like the okay, gun. Okay, well, part. I'll give you whatever you need. What, uh, what do you want? I was going to tell you that I'm not really a big fan of the AccuTrigger, but I know that a lot of people are. Um, you know why? Because it's the feel of it. It's the uh, you know the Glock feel of it. My brain is not trained for that that little uh, trigger going into the big trigger and then making it go bang. But I know a lot yeah, of people. I'm going to have to get used to that. Uh, yeah. I like the adjustability of it and everything else like that. It's just, uh, I think if you, if I had one and I had to shoot it a lot, then that would just be no different. You know what I mean? It's like people who. Yeah, once you shoot it and get used to it, yeah. that's where it's at. Yeah. Then get the feel. Then you're all good for it. But uh, so anyway, now you can go back to your uh, sorry to hear you leaving <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. Well, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be a good thing for you guys. I think you need to say where you're going to be a little more often, you know, so that people that tune in here right. and there on their travels will know where you're going. But so you're I think saying, it's a great thing for you, man. You're saying that every time we come back from break, I'm going to have to say Carbon TV. the last show, we're moving Carbon to CarbonTV.com, 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 uh, that kind of thing. Well, no, no not every show. <laughs> every time you come back, you know what I mean? But definitely. Yeah. You know, there are, some, there are some of us out there that are a little slow every once in a while on getting on the dial. So. Ah, I got you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you gotta, you got to rehash. I understand. Well, John, the best part is you can get us on your smartphones, your, your TVs, your laptops. Tablets, Xbox, uh, all that stuff on demand anytime you want, man. You can you can yeah. watch old shows, new shows. It's a beautiful thing on CarbonTV.com. It's gonna be nuts. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. See, there you go. That's the way to throw it in there. Yeah. See, you like uh, that? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, now, 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 now smooth too. <laughs> well, let's get back to rifle talk. I gotta ask you what kind of glass you're gonna put on top of it. What kind of scope are you gonna put on it? I got a. It it was a gift, and uh, it has a loophole. On it. Yeah, that's not a not a bad scope whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what uh, I believe I, I I believe that's what it is. To be honest with you, I haven't even taken it out of the box until today. What? I'm going to take it out when I get back home. It was given to me as a gift. Here you go. Thank you for everything you do and all you do to help people. And I thought that was pretty nice of the guys. You know, really. So, Whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. I like your friends. I like friends who yeah. give uh, firearms as uh, thank you gifts. It's better than a bottle yeah. of whatever. Says <laughs> yeah, the guy who's only giving me a hearty handshake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's because we're not hey. thankful for that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Man. Right now, are you going to use this as a primary hunting rifle, or is this just an, as a, a mess around that's going to end up in the uh, safe not doing anything? Come on, man. Go use that thing. Oh, no, I'll, I'll definitely use it. Now you uh, now, use it. There's... I'm going to let Glenn give you the recommendation because I took his recommendation years and years and years ago on the 30 out six round that you should be using in the state of Florida. So take it away, Glenn. I'm using the 165. Exactly. That's what I always use. Yeah, that's a perfect round for me. It, it, it might not be for yeah. somebody else, but for me and the way I shoot, the way I hunt. It all and, and the confidence I have in it, that's where it's all at. Do you know how many thousands and thousands of boxes of 165 grain 30-06 I've sold because of your recommendation and, and, and using it? It's and probably not just mine, but it's, it's, it's good to use. No, but it was yours. You yeah. actually, because I remember back in the day, I was shooting a 150 or a 180 or whatever it was, and you were like, dude, why are you, you know, you need to try the 165. Well, the 180 is good, too, for short range, and if you really want to get it done. But uh, yeah. that 165 just seems to be a versatile round. For distance and uh, for uh, close in. It's all good. Yeah, I think it's the best and all around. It's got around. a lot of knockdown power. It, it does. does. It'll do it. Yeah, I've never hit one that 
went very far at all. Uh, I'm know, a, I'm a big fan of, of the, just drop right there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Hornady soft point. I don't like the ballistic tip in the 165. I'm I'm, I'm I like the uh, I like the fact that that bullet's going to start expanding, uh, on rolling back on impact. It's, I've I've had as soon as it hits. Yeah. The, I will tell you this: the thing, I, ballistic tip at a distance, greatest thing ever. Seriously, 300 yards, 200 yards, whatever it is, it does what it's supposed to do. At 100 or 60 or 30, it's just a grenade. Uh, you know, yeah. Glenn's place, uh, I hit that deer, I mean that hog, with that 130-grain uh, ballistic tip. and 270. Uh, and it took off running like I just spanked <laughs> it on the butt with a ping-pong paddle. And then Jamie Jamie got it for you with his bow. And I couldn't believe that. I go, what'd you shoot it with? He goes, a stick and a razor blade. Yeah, and I was like, 100 grain. 100 grain. <laughs> I was like, wait a That's minute, you, you killed my hog with a bow? And he's like, yeah, man, dropped him right there. I was like, yeah, I couldn't believe it when we cleaned it and there was your round in the, my sh- in the shield. Right there. Well, he yeah. said there was another one in there, too. I think he said there was a piece of buckshot or a two-two-three. it looked like or something in there. He was a tough old boy. Yeah, well, I shot a deer at 385 yards in Georgia with a 165 soft point. Went right through him, tore his neck, all the pieces, man. Yeah, now you're just bragging. Just Thanks for like calling. rock. Yeah. Now you're bragging, big hands. Thanks for calling. No, I'm just telling you the truth. No, no. Oh, when you get all braggadocious, we got to go. You got to you gotta leave. You got to go. <laughs> BigJohnCarbonTV.com, man. CarbonTV.com. <laughs> I just like the there fact I, I like the fact that uh, Big Hands John took a neck shot at over 300 yards and dropped him like a wet roll of toilet paper, man. I think that's great. That was all I had. I, all I could see was from the front shoulders up. Yeah, and I I just couldn't let it pass. It was a beautiful deer. I said, "Man, I got it. I got to take a shot at it." Yeah. You know, I figured if I, I I knew I would hit it, and I didn't think it would go very far because I had enough of a shot. I had pretty much the top portion of the shoulder, so I hit him right at the base of the shoulder and the and the the neck itself. So he dropped like a rock, man. That uh, one sixty five shattered his spine when it went through. I'm I am a, I'm unbelievable. A, I am a big fan of neck shots. I've never had a deer walk uh two feet from uh, a neck shot ever. And I always tell yeah, people, right. I said, if you don't believe me, I said just take your own hand, slap yourself in the neck, right ab- right under your uh right under your ear and see how well you stand up. <laughs> <laughs> self-inflicted. Yeah, self-inflicted. It's, uh, it. I mean, uh, that's, not, that's not bragging anyway. That's, I that's know. Just, I know. I'm just busting on you, man. Trust me. Yeah. Hey, he owns it, and he's proud of it, so let him have it. Dude. I, I'm, hey, I'm impressed. Oh, Over 300 well, yards, the next no. shot, I'm good. I'm good with that. I got no well, problem. I got to tell you, when I was in the Marine Corps boot camp, I shot Oh, Expert here we go. Here we go. Iron sights, man. Yeah, here we I go. I just iron sights. On oh, an M14. Yeah. Big hands. Hold on. I got to put my waders on. Hold on a sec, buddy. No. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be man. qualifications. That's what you did, buddy. Yeah, shooting the 308. Man, good that's you, a good man. round. Yeah. He's not lying. They, they no. have to shoot pretty far. No, they do. I understand that. I mean, because yeah. the enemy's always the enemy's always running that far to him. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah, they're that far away. 300 and 500. Hey, ask ask Sergeant York how well it works, man. That boy was picking them off like turkeys back in the day. Hey, I knew a couple of guys uh, when I was in there that went to Vietnam as snipers, and those guys could split a hair at 500 yards, man. It was unbelievable. Strike a match. Those guys were awesome. Yeah, and they live. I could get a group in the size of a coffee can at 500, but these guys were almost bullet on bullet. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Good old country boys from Tennessee. Yeah, that's how Glenn shoots. 
We got it on film. We'll never get to see it. Yeah, until that day comes. You know what? <laughs> I'm excited that we get to go out to Glenn's property and do a show from the property. There's nothing out there. Well, I mean, he's matter. killed everything. Everybody's out it there tromping around. We can uh, sit on the porch and just talk. They're out there yeah. killing Gator season everybody. is coming up, so we're hoping to get drone and maybe we can do something. You got gators back in the lake? About 28 of them. No way. Yeah, plenty. Seriously? What? Did you take out the submarine? I think that's no, where you No, he's still out. there. Are you serious? Yeah, still there. How could there be 28 alligators with that thing still out there? I don't know, but he just travels a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's a traveling traveling. Well, man. I am going to try to keep in touch with you guys, definitely. And, uh, you know, I thank you for all the support you've given me to help veterans and put the word out there. You're a great group of guys, uh, wonderful people, and I'm honored to call you my friends. And I definitely will be trying to keep in touch with you. Well, big hands, we are not going to lose your number. Trust me, we'll be talking uh, again in the future. Don't worry about it, my man. You you got it, my friend. Thanks, John. Thanks, we appreciate uh, you, brother. See you, Johnny boy. All right. All right. See ya. Ah, we're going to take a break. When we come back from break, the legendary Les McDowell is actually calling the show. Mr. Cowboy Poetry. He must have been drinking some Irish coffee this morning and is like, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to call those guys. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you're the sheriff of Dry Creek. Come on, man. He's probably going to call us to get Glenn to come out there and uh, kill some pigs and beg us to come and help him <laughs> with his problem. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors last show. It is the last radio show, and we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors, last radio show. You can now find us on uh, CarbonTV.com. CarbonTV.com starting on uh, May 14th. May 14th is our first show, baby. May 14th. And uh, we're we're still working it out, figuring it out, but I think we're going to put the audio up at least as a podcast type thing. And then uh, uh, there'll also be uh, a lot of live shows where um, we don't have to... The difference between doing a live show um, on Carbon TV as as opposed to doing segments like we do in radio is that if you go live on uh, Carbon, you have to stay live. There's like no breaks. There's no breaks. So it's going to be an hour's worth of... Uh, you'll fit right in. You'll fit. You'll be fine. What the... You don't need a break. What the? <laughs> Jeez. Does everybody feel that way? I you'll mean, be, seriously. You'll be fine. The you'll bill- be all right. What have you done? Uh, nothing. I'm just saying that uh, for events that we do live where uh, we could be out at the Panfish Challenge being anywhere, live, anywhere we could we be want. out at uh, Fishhawk shooting uh, live, we can be out at, uh, uh, you know, uh, FWC at Rock doing live. I mean, it doesn't matter. And it goes I mean, by I don't know if fast. a coffee break would be suitable for that. Hold on. Got to get him a coffee. <laughs> if I got to go urinate, I'm going to go do it. Uh, you're just going to take I, I over. Could, As I what Barrett that. said, uh, when you're outside, every tree's a bathroom. That's right. Yeah. Every tree's a bathroom. And speaking of a man who knows how to pee outside, here's Mr. Les McDowell. How Les. would you know that? Are you kidding? <laughs> it's Les McDowell. Trust me, that guy's dumped more uh, water out on trees than any of us in this room. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're all yellow over there. He's the man. He's yeah, the, they are. He's the it's wise man. He's the one. He's the wise man who once told me. He said, uh, "You know, the best advice I could tell you is never pee on an electric fence." Definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> That's a smart but idea. Frank, do, you, do, you rem- do you remember the time on the morning show that I had to pull over? Uh, I got the calling, and it was right before the Skyway. Uh, and, uh, I, pu- I I pulled off, and I and I leaned up against the sign, and 
And I looked up and it said no dumping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the uh, the uh, great and wonderful stories of uh, you being up in the uh, airplane back in the day and uh, having to make a couple emergency landings out around Lakeland and Plant City and a couple of cow fields and uh, and answer yeah. the call of yeah. nature. <laughs> so. Yes, and and Tampa Bay got christened too many times uh, <laughs> as I flew over. <laughs> <laughs> and they just thought it was a little missing. Yeah. The There's somebody's wedding out there. They're like, oh, it's raining. This is our special day. Yeah, it's a rainbow. It's, there's not a cloud in the sky. We're yeah. getting rained on. It. It's a good sign. It's a wedding hey, thing. You guys, you guys aren't pulling a, a Brady, are you? saying you're going off the radio. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, you like, mean like a, a Tom Brady uh, that we're yeah. uh, retiring? Yeah. And 40 days later, yeah. we're back? No, yeah, that, that quarterback guy. Yeah, yeah, that quarterback guy. Yeah, that Super Bowl dude. Uh, no, we're uh, we're doing it. We're going over to Carbon TV, man. We're uh, heading over there uh, for sure. Uh, you remember? Do you remember? You met Julie McQueen. She uh, she was married to Daniel Lee Martin. Do you remember back in the day? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. of course, uh, you know, Danny's gone. He he passed away, and and uh, she's uh, the big reigning president CEO of uh, Carbon TV, and. Has been working me like a rib bone for a while now through Vince and everybody else to get us to swing over and get over on Carbon TV. So that's where we're going to go. You know, this is this is great, uh, and congratulations. I know you guys have worked really hard. You've got a really good following, a great following, you know, the hunters and the, the people that love the outdoors, man. And uh, what a neat thing to finally go into television. Uh, you know, you're, you're like the old days, remember, in show business, in the picture business, everybody started out on radio, and now you guys are moving to the big box of TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're following in your footsteps. You started off in uh, TV and radio, and then uh, you now you're out there with your own movie set and right. uh, living the high life. And uh, uh, you got guys down there producing uh, videos and shooting movies and all that stuff down there on your place. One of the first places that Vince said we need to go is to go film a show out of Dry Creek. Yep. And I said, what are we going to do down in Dry Damn Creek uh, for uh, two hours uh, around this town? And he goes, we'll set up a shooting range. We'll just do it. We'll make it a shooting day in an old west town the way it should be. So your neighbors are going to love it when we show up and uh, we're out there dumping uh, rounds of ammo. So, you know. Oh, I'll tell you, you guys need to show up anyway. I know you had mentioned it, and you saw it on Facebook. It, it has been like Caddyshack here with these hogs. <laughs> uh, we are on 40 acres, and this is no lie. I've been out there in my underwear. I've been out there with nothing on. I've been out there with my house coat in the middle of the night. We've got a dog that will bark that lays up on the back of the couch, and when they smell the hog or whatever, it's a small dog. Well, oh, they hear it. They hear them out there. They they don't smell it. They hear them suckers out there rooting up. Yeah. So so anyway, we put up a trap, a uh, small trap. That's not working. And uh, so I went and bought the panels. The next thing is is uh, with the bull panels, make make the big trap, you know. And uh, we we had a, a hog hunter tell me what you what you need to do is is leave the door off of it and just keep feeding them the the corn and where they all come in uh, to this big trap and then put the door on after they all get comfortable after, you know, a week or whatever. But they just tore up the, the yard, the front yard, the backyard. And so what I did, uh, I went like Caddyshot 
And I had a big arena light where my roping arena was, a big bright light, like a football stadium light. And I've got that in the backyard now. I went and got those little lights from Walmart, the real bright ones, <laughs> yellow, you know. Yeah. Put them all around and got, got a radio uh, uh, playing the big and, and wild outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed to keep all the pigs away or keeps your money all, back. Keeps all your way. <laughs> no, they're sitting listening to it, and then they're getting new ideas how how to elude. Sure, you. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. it's like Glenn said. He said all you're doing out there, uh, Lester, is what you were just letting them look at what they're eating. And said it's like bad lighting in a uh, or good lighting in a bad restaurant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's all Prince you're... is a smart man. <laughs> I... that, that, that's exactly what we're doing. But actually. It's been five nights now, and we we haven't uh, had any hogs. Knock on wood, and uh, we think it's the radios. And what I do is I go out and I move things around, you know, and move the light because I think they get used to it. But you guys can tell me, am I doing the right thing or what? If if you're if they're not back, then uh, I'd say the, you're doing the right <laughs> thing. But I when guess. they show up, you better change the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to remember that you know they move, they move around, and uh, I think you still got some corridors there uh, between uh, you and that uh, division there on that south of you. There's still some woods between yeah. you and there, so uh, yeah. they're going to move around a little bit, run across the road over in them big fields, and do their thing, and they'll be back. Is that orange grove still in front of you? Or did they Well, turn? no, the Orange Grove's gone, and they sold that property. They haven't built on it yet. But uh, you're right, Braden. Uh, to the south of me, uh, I've, I've got uh, uh, I've got houses, and then to the north of me, and I think there's what how, 14,000 acres. What is it to wow. the south of us? It, wow. it's, it's big. But uh, someone was telling me, a matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to call and congratulate you on your move. I'm getting some good advice here. Uh, <laughs> With hogs, will they go about? Is it like an eight mile, five mile radius that they'll travel? They they'll do a loop. I mean, Glenn will tell you on that piece of property he's got next to him that uh, what is that? It's 40, 40 acres or about so eighty like? something. 80 but I, I, all I can tell you is, when you're hungry, where do you go? Where the food's at. That's it. And if you don't have any food, you're going to move somewhere else. So, uh, but as long as there's a food source, they're going to keep coming. They'll they'll make those rounds until it's gone, and they'll move to your neighbor's yard and eat up their their plants, and then right. move back to your place. The worms and bugs have come back. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, you got to remember. Uh, I don't think you've ever put a plow on that uh, field of yours out front, so you can only imagine what kind of lovely grubs and yeah. funguses and everything else have been growing in that pasture out in front of board. you. That is a mm-hmm. smorgasbord, man. Les, I got to tell you, right. I, I I told you this in the past over the years, and I, I just want to say a big thank you to you. You uh, have inspired me to do a lot of the things I do on Carbon TV with my own shows, and I've had the privilege to uh, be a guest on one of your shows on Dry Creek, the Doll episode. I I was very honored to be a part of that. I know Braden was a sheriff here and there. Yeah, we could forget about that. They were horrible episodes. No, they were great. They were great. I, I have to they're, say they're thank like you. Looking at your, uh, it was like looking at your fourth grade pictures, you know. But, <laughs> but looking back, you know, yeah. we were pretty cute in them. Yeah, well, you've come a long way with Dry Creek from uh, yes, those sir. beginning days. That's for darn sure, man. And I think now that uh, you guys are, um, uh, you know, I think you're, you know, where you can sit back and you have, you know, photography classes and other people using your. Uh, your dream that you built out there to uh, uh, film movies and stuff. I mean, you guys did a, a big Hollywood uh, jobber down there not too long ago. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, we 
we've been really blessed, I'll tell you. And, and uh, I, I've got to be honest with you, it all came from the man upstairs, uh, the Lord, you know. I mean, uh, Les McDowell couldn't get uh, three people to wash my car, and we've had hundreds of people here with Dry Creek. And, it, and it's magical. Uh, it's not it's not me or Connie or anything like that, but when they come through the gates, and I, we had a television crew come from Orlando yesterday to to interview me about Dry Creek, and and they came uh, a movie that was being shot here uh, about a month ago, and they came to do uh, uh, some pickup shots for that to put in their in their show, and he says it's just a different feeling when you come through these gates. And, I love to see people create events. Uh, thank you so much for that compliment. That means so much to me because I, I love to see young people create and, and learning their lines and uh, writers writing and uh, director of photography uh, dialing up, dialing in their cameras, right. you know, to get things. And it, 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 and, and we've kept, kept the riffraff where, you know, there's certain things I, I wouldn't want filmed out here. I, I just got respect for it, you know, and, where we came from with it. And I've never had a problem with that. Nice, uh, yeah. With, with even some big companies, you know. And I'm not, I, I'm not editing them or nothing, but I'll tell them kind of how, how they feel. And, and they're just super about it. You know, I've never had an argument about that. And that's the best part. You're sticking to your guns. You're, you're doing what you want to do and how you want to do it, your terms, your rules, and that is awesome. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's what cost him one of the greatest career moves of his life is because he didn't take my advice and he went his own way. <laughs> you don't, you don't, or you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I don't. Don't you remember when I showed you the ad on the morning show and I said, "Hey, Les, these guys out of Disney are looking for guys that want to play pirates in a movie that they're filming. You should go and audition for this. You'd be perfect for it." No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? And now you would be in one of the most popular movie franchises of all time if you'd have just listened to me, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 listen, I might be in a court hearing. The whole world's looking like Johnny Depp is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd be one of those pirate uh, fish guys, you know, uh, in yeah. the background. And uh, I don't know, Les. You sound like somebody is willing to throw hands. So I don't think you'd be in Johnny Depp's spot. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest things. Uh, one of the most worrisome days I ever had with Les McDowell is when we went out to go take care of the peacock problem live on the air, and some oh, guy called Lord. him out on the street. <laughs> And I'm calling Tommy Rivers going, uh, or Skip, I was calling Skip, and I'm going, Les is getting ready to kick the crud out of this dude in the street. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Let him do it. Yeah. And, uh, Film it. <laughs> Lester's like, uh, man, buddy, uh, you just better back off getting your car. And I'm like, dude, I've never seen his hackles up like that before. I'm like, this cowboy's about to get ready to get nasty. <laughs> so live oh, on the radio, live on the radio, I'm going to kick your butt right here on a 100,000-watt transmitter. This is not good. Oh. Yeah, but those we, were the we days. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun on the air. I tell you, we've got memories. Uh, Braden is, I, I've never had a brother, but uh, uh, the, the people that I worked with, uh, Skip and, and Braden, they are my brothers, you know. Uh, I mean, we spent so many years on holidays and traveling together. And I mean, man, we've seen the country together, you know. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, and uh, I wasn't kidding about the Irish coffees. I remember that night, that morning <laughs> in uh, San Francisco where... You know, those things sneak up on you like, wow, this is like really good coffee. And you have four of them and you're like, get, and you get up to go walk back to your hotel and it's all upstairs, all up uh, down hills. And you're like, 
Uh, I can only imagine you knuckleheads. <laughs> I think I, I gave up when you guys were going to do the uh, the uh, tour of uh, San Francisco. We started going uphill, and I made it about four hundred yards. And I went, "That's it. I'm done. I am not climbing up. The, I'm not climbing up this mountain anymore. I'm going going back to the hotel." Well, uh, uh, well just, listen, I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, I'm so proud of all of you, Glenn. Uh, you're the man. Uh, all of you, what you've done, and, and you've stuck with this, and you've got a great audience, and congratulations on going to the Thanks, Thank you, Les. Thank you, Lester. That means a lot coming from yes, you, sir. man. I mean, yeah. the man, the myth, the legend. It's just like uh, getting the thing from Rodney. When you hear it from the radio legend himself, uh, Les McDowell, it's, uh, yeah. it's a good thing. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I appreciate it. I love you, man. See you soon, Les. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, Lester. Go out there and kill some hogs, man. Get out there. Get in your underwear. Kill them. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Yes, officially, this is our last radio show. We are moving over to uh, Carbon TV, carbontv.net.com, uh, and uh, we'll be there. Hopefully, we'll be doing it on uh, Saturday mornings, a um, little bit later, uh, so we don't have to get up to crack of dawn anymore. I and, can't uh, wait for that. All that kind of good stuff. Our good friend, Glenn Kimmon, uh, one of the originators of the Big and Wild Outdoors, uh, fortuitously got a text and said, you need to go into the show tomorrow, and uh, he did. He showed up, and a little later, Steve is the original old uh, OG is going to be showing up from the old Austin and Gun days. You know, outdoors with Austin and Gun. I don't even remember our intro anymore. It was so long ago, <laughs> but but um, uh, so he's going to be coming in a little bit later on. And uh, right now on the phones, we got uh, Captain Greg. Who's calling in from Archipelago Outfitters? How are you doing there, uh, Captain? Are you all right? Outstanding. Good morning, Brandon. Vince, how's it going over there? Good morning, you, brother. You sound a little weepy. Are you okay? I mean, are you upset? Uh, no, it's a late night. I got uh, Vince's friend Rodney's in town, so that's always a late night. Uh, that was that was a rum night. Yeah, so it was very a very intense rum night. But uh, <laughs> I just, uh, we're going to miss you guys on Saturday mornings. But congratulations on the Carbon TV transfer. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, we're going to still uh, we're still going to be doing the Saturday mornings, but it'll be uh, a little different. A little different. And uh, the good thing is, is like uh, with anything else, we're not going to make you get up at the crack of dawn to listen to the show. This is a convenience thing. You can listen anytime you want to oh, or it's, whatever. It's exactly. the best best part like our show. I mean, if you guys don't know, Captain Greg is also a part of living the water life with me. Yeah. So he already is kind of used to that whole transition of the whole carbon TV thing. So now yeah, he's joined it, the family. It's a good thing. The, the, the exposure you guys are going to get to be great. You guys can hit more of a, uh, I think, reach out to more people. Um, because, you know, not everybody wants to get up the, early on a Saturday, like you said, so. Be a great for you guys. Yeah, well, you know, I used to always, uh, I always said that, uh, you know, our slow was for uh, our show was always for the people who didn't get a chance to go in the woods that day. And I don't know how many years, Glenn, you and I would say we got about two listeners this morning because it's started turkey season and there ain't nobody listening to the That's show. Right. Yeah, someone, we had two. Yeah, they're not listening to the show. Uh, they're out in the woods or uh, the beginning of gator season. They're all asleep. Right. They used to be out all night. And but now we exactly. can bring the woods. We can bring the woods to them. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, if we're offshore. I'm not going to be able to pick up reception and usually hear you anyway. So <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a good thing I could come back after you know fishing trip. Watch you guys in the evening. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, you, you 
have a rarity, you know, you got guys like Toby Benoit who, uh, you know, will pass the time and listen to us uh, via his phone uh, while he's out in the woods and up in tree stands. We do have those right. people. As a matter of fact, when we started the show over in 620, we actually we used to have a tree stand line. Remember that? Yeah. Where we uh, had a specific number that you could call uh, to get through if you were up in a tree stand. We had the tree stand lines. That's uh, awesome. So uh, we'd have people call that were actually listening up in a tree stand. Greg, what's yeah, going on six, down there today? Why? Was, those are the old school days, 640 days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, why, why is Rodney down in South Florida with you this weekend? What's going on down there? Uh, we're just down here. They got the, uh, the Fort Lauderdale Air Show this weekend. So he's down, wanting to check that out. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's pretty crap weather. So... You know, it, it's just one of those weekends. If they get up, they get up. If they don't, they don't. So it's always a rough weekend for me after a week of work. So having them down, but I know this been... time we're, we're, we're going to go out do some fishing. We got southeast uh, the grass coming in, so the mahi's starting to run down here. Now. Nice, nice. So yeah, it's about that time down here for that, which is good. So trying to get uh, get out on the water instead of you know working on the boats. <laughs> You know, speaking of that grass, uh, my uh, my stepmom was uh, moving their boat from Guatemala to uh, another part of Mexico, and they were out there going through the uh, Gulf of Mexico, and she's like, we've been running through this grass, this sargasso stuff. It's been out here. Uh, you know, we've been in it for almost two days, and I said, please tell me that you're trolling while you're out there. Please. I mean, how do you go through that much grass and not have a fishing line in the in the water? Exactly. Yeah, we we, uh, we did a sea trial. It was on uh, 105 on Thursday, and we're, we're off the, the shoreline here at Fort Lauderdale, and there's just grass and piled up in there. And uh, there was a bunch of talica fishing rods and reels down in the uh, the crew areas, and I, and I told my, my buddy, why don't we just throw a couple of those bad boys off while we do this? Exactly. I said, Might just as well. throw a line and a spoon out there or something, anything. Uh, yeah, you know, it's drag hard a to jig. pass up the opportunity when you start seeing that grass come on. Yeah. Well, they, they, she's like, no, we're we're just motoring through. We're kind of in a hurry from point A to point B. I was like, nobody. Uh, dude, if you're already there. You might as well throw the line. Uh, what, 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 yeah. I mean, five uh, minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you're exactly. catching a 60 pounder off the bottom mm. of that thing, man. I mean, come that on, man. so good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not passing that up. Well, enjoy the Air Fest thing or whatever that might be happening today. Maybe, the, maybe not. You mean the Rum maybe, Fest? Maybe not. Yeah. It's going to be there, the Rum Fest. It could be. There's rum. always Rum, yeah. yeah. There's always <laughs> Rum Fest. We're going to at my house. Nothing like having to stare up in the sky all day after a few uh, glasses of rum. That's always a good day, sure. Hey. Well, yeah, but yeah, exactly, exactly. So, anyways, again, congratulations, guys, and look Thanks, forward brother. to seeing you guys over there on Carbon. Tell, right. tell, tell, tell Mila I love her, miss her, and tell the boys I said hello. Definitely will. Definitely will, Vince. All right, bro. Take care, man. Thanks Thank so much you. for calling. Yes, good. See you, buddy. Uh, I, I, you know, speaking of that, I did want to bring this up. I mean, we should talk about something in the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> for at least a minute or two, but I, I got to say, uh, I know it was like a like a week or so ago, um, where the uh, gentleman uh, here off the state of Florida caught that bluefin tuna. Did you see that thing? Dude, that thing was giant. It was like three hundred plus pounds. No, eight hundred and thirty-two oh, pounds. Big? No way. Yeah, off the coast of Destin, Florida. The guys fought that fish for more than four hours to get it in there, and they're saying basically it could be the new state record. Uh, out there, but this thing was—I mean, that's 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 huge. That is How a monster fish. I, I didn't know they were that close to us. Everything I seen tuna has always seemed to be up in the northeast in the Atlantic side. 
Good night. Global warming, oh. Glenn. Yeah, I say, how are we becoming the land of giants over here? <laughs> That's yeah. great. Great white sharks swimming off the coast. I can do it without the shark, but the, uh, the tuna <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, the tuna sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they're saying uh, that it uh, could be the biggest bluefin ever recorded in the state's history. Uh, the three anglers, uh, that's the thing. They caught the tuna uh, while they were out there uh, fishing. They hooked it, and uh, they were um, 160 miles out of Destin, and they were out there chasing marlin, and after a battle that lasted for nearly five hours, the team brought the fish to the boat, and uh, they brought it into the marina to have a bunch of, of course, pictures and all that kind of stuff taken for it. And it says even though the FWC hasn't certified the uh, catch, of 832 pounds, it will likely replace the current state bluefin uh, tuna record at 826.5 pounds. Good That's a Lord. lot of tuna. That is, uh, how many can man? How many cans will that fill up? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, could probably, I could probably put a pound of that away. So uh, you know, only got uh, 700 and some chains to go. I would have such a hard time not cutting that bad boy open right there on the boat. Good night. That's a big fish. And I don't know what you would do with all that. I mean, uh, that is... Uh, Airlock it? Put I, it in the freezer? I guess so. I mean... Uh, I mean, I would, tell you, I would have to go ahead and say, hey, go ahead and take a sample and see what kind of quality we got. <laughs> <Yeah>. what's, <laughs> what's the check going to be? Yeah, well, uh, take some of this off the I'll tail. I'll some star kiss later on, but <laughs> what can I get for this one? Yeah, but, uh, you know, you think about it, uh, they were well over uh, 20 or so pounds, well over the uh, state current record. That's so. Insane. Losing a pound off the tail for a yeah. little taste is not uh, all that bad. It's it's not a good, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but I, I just, I, I guess if it's a record, if they're going to go for a record, that means that one person had to be on the rod, right? I mean, if it's a record, I believe it is one. person. You can't hand it off, otherwise, uh, it's not a record. I think you're right. So if you got one guy sitting in that chair for almost five hours, <sighs> I don't know if I could do it, boys. Gonna take a nap, y'all. Haul that thing aboard the side. I'm gonna be uh, throwing up for a while and uh, go lay down. What I'll... if I hold the rod and somebody handlines it? I don't think they can do that unless, unless it was uh, a break off, like a marlin or something like that, where right. you can. Uh, as soon as somebody, uh, I don't know if it's a line that it's okay to touch, but if you, but you can't hand, hand off, off the rod. rod. Yeah, you're you're pooched. Huh. Because remember that one guy we just talked about yeah. a long time ago? They handed off the rod. And, and they said, nope. Yep. They have been solved. Right. Cut them out. Yeah. Anyway, well, congratulations to the crew out there for their new state record. We're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Go see Brooks and the boys today. It's going to be a good day to do some car and truck shopping. That's for sure. Go see them out of Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Yes, the official last uh, radio show of the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Glenn Kinman's back in the studio. And then the uh, giant himself, uh, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man too sweet to be sour. Uh, the man who originally likes to take credit for this was all my idea, Mr. Steve. It was my idea. <laughs> Steve Austin. You, you might have been there when we started it, but the name was mine. Actually, me and another guy thought up the name, and I did think up the show. Wait a minute. Wow. Hi, Steve. He Good morning. What, what, what do you mean another guy? Because uh, it was outdoors with Austin and Gunn. What uh -huh. other guy would have been at the He's radio so station? I suggested that name. What, what are you talking about? I'm just messing with him because he just he gets <laughs> He's easy, speaking right? Speaking of. Okay. <laughs> son of a 
I'm thinking I'm sitting there going through my mind in the radio station. I go, who else goes out and went tromping out in the woods nobody. besides you and me? Nobody. 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 Because so. Michael Lotta never fired a gun until uh, that show started. Yeah, and neither did half the sales staff that we ended up taking out in the woods for uh, shrimps. Yes. And, yeah, and all those guys. Who, How are uh, you, Glenn Kenman? I'm doing great, man. I was just looking for a picture. Uh I sent to you about four years ago whenever I run through the woods and found a guy wearing an Austin and Gun camo hat. Remember that? Yeah. Back in the day, y'all had the uh, DK Flatwoods with Austin uh, and Gun. I've got four of them brand new in a bag at home. I found one when I was moving. Man, I always wanted one of those Austin Gun hats. Well, you and shall I, have one. And and I never got one. And then I see this guy walking around in Panasofki, uh with it. The original hat. But wait a minute. It. Is that the guy who was on Bill George's lease? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I saw him out there. Uh, he uh, killed a doe and uh, during the doe, doe weekend. Killer. And uh, I walked up and I said, where in the world did you get that cap? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said whenever he come walking up to the truck. And I was like. He goes, I got this uh, years and years and years ago. And I said, yeah, well, definitely years and I years and years ago. I run into people that ask me for something when they see me. Whatever happened to your store, or do you have one of those hats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if I do, you won't be getting it. Uh, <laughs> well, are you, are you still are you, uh, you're perusing, trying to look through the pictures? Yeah, I was just looking. I, I seen it the other day. Matter of fact, I was going through looking Don't for something. Don't you hate that? Yeah. I'll, I'll go through my phone, and I'll see a picture, and I'll go, man, that's incredible. I forgot I had that. Yeah, and then like didn't, a week later, somebody will go, do you have a picture of that big hog you killed, and I can't find it? Yeah. yeah, and it's like you're lying. Yeah, yeah. storyline. I just had it up the other day. I was showing it to somebody, and now yeah, I can't was... find the darn thing on my phone. Well, because it divides everything up into uh, libraries these days. So, Anymore. Uh, yeah. So well, um, uh, anyway. I was going to ask you, since you are uh, here, uh, and uh, as a former gun shop owner and all the other stuff like that, what do you think about uh, Mr. DeSantis vowing that Florida will allow people to carry firearms Maybe. without permits before I'm done as governor? It's it, We should. It's everywhere else nearby Tennessee. You don't have to even have it concealed. He already tried calling a special so, session for it months ago. I know Steve can't hear me. Is he but, talking again? Yeah, yeah. He said he knows that they called a special session for it, and uh, they it didn't get through committee, I think, is what the problem was yeah, for that. It, it'll get through. Whatever DeSantis wants, he'll get. Yeah, and of course, uh, uh, the person who – now, this is what I find extremely funny, and of course, we tried to warn you here on this uh, show about it, uh, that the one person who's not a fan of it is the person who's in charge of Charlie issuing – Charlie Crist. No. no. Uh, the person. Yeah, the person who's in charge of issuing you your uh, concealed weapons permit. The FDLE? Miss uh, Nikki Freed. Oh, Freed, yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, she's the Democrat and head office that manages the weapons permits in Florida and says she uh, uh, does not a go, doesn't want it, and uh, doesn't think it's right. And, uh, you you know, you elected her. So, uh, no, I didn't elect her. I didn't vote for her. Somebody did. Yeah, well. Wasn't me. I went for the redhead. But uh, Putman was, <laughs> he didn't make it, but that's just the way it is. But anyway, he's saying that before he's done with governor. Um, He'll take a breath in a minute. I know. Maybe maybe we can get a word in. <laughs> See, tell me what you guys missed on this show. When I quit working with him way back then when he left, I couldn't reach over and just smack the crap out of that head. <laughs> he just ran rampant after that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Well, Steve, that was back in the old days when radio was a little bit different, where he would look over and go, "Are you? Will you just shut up for a second? And I still was going, "Can if I 
that's how I felt. So now I just, I'm just, when I came in, I just knew I, I was a fill in. Yeah. <laughs> when he took a breath is when I would say something that I should have said 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, you see his mouth open and go, that's right. I mean, how many shows do we have? I, I listened before I even came into the studio and here's Glenn. Okay. Break. Well, yep. that's, that's, yeah. all that's all you <laughs> See, I just didn't put up with it. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make it. Uh, it worked. You know, okay. Slow down. <clears throat> Take a breath. Well, there there's some things I would like to to say at some point about the concealed weapons permit thing. No, in oh, oh we're, in the we're, show. we're beyond that. Oh, yeah. okay. he's moved on. He's waiting on something else that you got. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's moved on. Well, I'm I'm just happy to have it, and I think that uh, as Glenn pointed out, you know, an armed society is a polite society because now you're gonna have to walk around thinking. Everybody's packing. Everybody's now you packing. know they will be. Yeah, and they, and they will be if they you get a chance. You very rarely find me that I'm not packing. Well, that's because you've uh, had a concealed weapon since uh, the first day, I think. Since that, I was 13. Since <laughs> <laughs> Some Tennesseans. Yeah. But, uh, we started carrying them at the Alamo. There you go. I don't think they were concealed. I think they were, <laughs> they you know, they were, on your they were well exposed. Yep. On display. You know, you Texans have a lot. To, I watched a show about the Alamo the other day, and that what it was, really was about was how that structure, you always see the Alamo, the church, was inside a big area there that they fenced in. So that's that wasn't really where the, all the fighting was taking place. But right on that spot, I told you, I, I photographed that orb. They showed you where the Tennesseans were. And that was the last place to fall. They held it to the bitter end, man. That's that, right. That corner of that church outside, they had a wall there. Well, they were good shooters. Now, that's where Davy and the boys were. That's what the, what's his name said, Colonel Travis. You know, yeah. Put them snipers out there on that side where it's low. Well, Travis didn't make it to get to see that he, part he of it. He was the first guy that died. Did you know that? Yeah. Headshot. Really? He died in the first 30 seconds. Got up on the wall. What I want you guys, pow. Headshot. Jeez. That yeah. sucks. First guy to die. <laughs> pretty much, pretty That'd much. be my luck. I'd be the first guy hit. Uh, you think about all that, all that uh, arguing and everything where uh, Jim Bowie was in charge of the regulars, you know, the uh, irregulars, and he was in charge of the army and yeah. all that stuff and all that bickering and everything else. And for the first 10 seconds of it, like, yeah, you're right. Uh, you over there with the ladder, I need you to do it, kabing. And it's done. Yep. And we're <laughs> over. And now well, it's that's Davey a big Crockett confidence booster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna need a new colonel. <laughs> Who's next? Step up. <laughs> gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, well, for any of that, that's why back in the day, uh, as a kid growing up uh, in the beautiful state of the Republic of Texas, uh, I always introduce. Uh, if I find out you're from Tennessee, I put my hand out and shake them, and they go, "What's that for?" And I go. As a Texan, we're required to uh, thank you Tennesseans for your service and for well, our help they, at the Alamo. Go, as volunteers, man, that's where that name comes yeah, from. Yeah, and, and I think that literally— it came from the Alamo? I no, think dumb, <laughs> I, I think that— uh, And he had a serious look, too, Steve. I know, that's why I did it. <laughs> I think back in the day when Tom Rivers introduced you and I together, uh, it, it changed the entire mood between the two of us when I found out you were from Tennessee and a hunter. And uh, You know when the moment was everything changed? Let me tell him the real story, because that probably had a lot to do with what you just said, I would agree. But— You were there, yes. I so. was sitting in the break room at the table, and you came in with that face only you can make. Because here's the new guy, and I don't want him here. <laughs> the RBF face? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then he looks at me and goes, so what's your story? I go, well, I don't really have one. He goes, where are you from? I went, Tennessee. And he goes, yeah, you're from Tennessee. Do you hunt? And I went, yeah, I do. My dad's got a big farm. I love you. You hunt? Huh? <laughs> I love you is what he said. <laughs> and and he, he goes, what kind of gun do you use? 
And I said, I got a brownie 30 out of 6 BAR. Really? You ever killed any deer? And then. Did we just become best friends? Story. Yes, we yeah. did. Right then and there. But, uh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, you got to go through the test. Seriously. I mean, you know. It's you like are kind of a jerk, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, he hated anybody. I, in the years that followed, I'd have to slow him down when somebody new came. I'd be like, Braden, give him five minutes. Braden would be, I hate him already. I don't like him. <laughs> <it." laughs> <laughs> well, we had all these new people coming in from all these other radio stations that were bringing them that in here. That wasn't the problem is the Yankee states. You didn't like them. Yeah, that, that also didn't help Where's either. from? Ohio. I don't like them. Yeah, when I, you know, well, it was one of those things where I don't know the screen went black when Steve touched it, so I have no idea they what's going on on the uh, on the computer. We do have a caller on the phone there. I, I don't know who it is. His name I, is Todd. Is it? Is. Are you sure? It's, I am positive. It's are you Todd. sure it's Todd? Is it Todd? Yeah, it is Todd. Todd. Are you Todd? Are you sure it's Todd? Good morning, guys. What's hey, up, brother? Todd Mollick, Todd Mollick and WTM Yacht Sales. Just oh, hey. To call in, congratulate you guys on the next step for your show, and in honor of your new accomplishments i'm gonna offer anybody five percent off our full service brokerage service uh, hold on there sparky this <laughs> ain't a shameless plug in the <laughs> last called, show called in, uh, did, uh, you know, that was like, <laughs> here's a promo you know just gonna run that on you by he's a pro hey, man, man i'm like nascar i got stickers all over me we want to thank everybody <laughs> todd i mean that was like that was like the worst man that was like used car sales move right there yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you take advantage of every situation, and uh, you know, take advantage of it now. But I'm just—I just wanted to call in and really congratulate you guys on on your big move, and now look forward to the future with you guys. Oh, well, thank appreciate you. It, we do appreciate it, man. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to be out uh, hawking your wares out at the King of the Beach? There'll be plenty of people uh, looking. Man, uh, well, you know us living on living on water life. We're on a boat today, and got to be one on tomorrow. And just come on out. Let everybody be safe on the water, and uh, just. Uh, be cognizant of uh, the USC, U.S. Coast Guard and follow their rules. Yeah. He, he's over about the Outer Banks. He's not even in here. He's at the Outer Banks in Carolinas. Are you really? I'm in the Outer Banks today, yes. Oh, wow. What's the weather like out there? A little roughy, stormy? You got that front oh, man, coming it's, through? It started beautiful. Uh, now it's looking like it's going to go to crap. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is the Outer Banks. We have the normal winds of 60 miles an hour and uh, – you know, it's finally breaking spring, I think. Oh, wow. Well, nice. we appreciate the phone call, but we got a hard break, man, and we appreciate yep. it. And, Thank uh, you, guys. Take th- care. Thanks, right, for bro, the plug. thanks for the plug, Todd. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hang on.